0: I have four children. They are ages 20 through 27, and I had a boy, a boy, then a girl, and a girl. And I myself am 52, so, and I've been married about 30 years. So I feel like I've learned just a few things. (laughs) I hope so, right? And I wanted to share some parenting tips with you, not because my children are perfect, not because I'm perfect, but because I did learn some things the hard way. And wouldn't it be nice if I could pass on some tips to you that would help you avoid learning some things the hard way. So I'll be right back to share just a few tips about parenting with you. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me a suicidal, bipolar woman and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose his thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. Well, in my journey of being a mom, I have made a lot of mistakes. I've learned a lot of things the hard way. My first child, I had to share with his dad. And he went to public school. And so I do have experience with one of my children being in public school. And then my other three children, I homeschooled until I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, That was probably, let me think how many years that was. I don't know, eight years that I homeschooled perhaps, and then I just couldn't do it. My health just was terrible, and my mental health was terrible. That was kind of during the rough years of um, bipolar and depression and things like that. And, And fortunately at that time, God opened up a Christian school. We had been going to the church where this Christian school was for about a year, and so we were feeling comfortable that we could send the children there. So there was a short break for me, maybe three years, perhaps, where the kids were attending a Christian school. And then my youngest child decided that her last two years, she wanted to go back to homeschooling. So I have an experience of homeschooling and public school and a Christian school. And and then, of course, all of that, I'm a mother through all of that and a parent. So I'm just trying to give you some background and just to give us some common ground in case you relate to some of those things. When my children stopped homeschooling and went to the Christian school, they thrived. And I realized that part of that was when they were in my home, I just couldn't see their potential. We do this often, parents. We really do. We we underestimate the potential that our children have you know we often do this like with cleaning and chores too i mean i know i did you know they're capable of doing some pretty amazing things around the house and yard work and helping and creating things but we just want to do it ourselves because to teach them takes so much effort and there's a lot of drawbacks to that and one of them is they don't learn their potential and we don't see their potential but when my children were given a different opportunity, I was astonished at their ability to create and thrive and grow and learn, and that they were A and B students. I guess my my first tip, not number one, these are not in any kind of um, prioritized order, is take a chance and a risk on allowing them to make some mistakes so that they can find out what their potential is. They are far more capable than we think. I'll let the Holy Spirit continue to move in your heart about that one. But that is a really big deal. And that will make a huge difference in your parenting. If if you can stop putting them in a box, I did so much for so many years, put them in a box, limited their ability, didn't give them opportunities to stretch and grow. And so it wasn't until they were in middle school and switched to the the Christian school that I understood how amazing they were because I hadn't been giving them opportunities to show me. Now, second tip, respect them and their privacy from the beginning. The godly behavior of not gossiping and not criticizing applies to everyone, but yet we walk around talking badly about our children to other people constantly. I, I wish I could say I never did this but I guess the only blessing is I finally realized I was doing this and that this didn't match scripture. Parents, why do we think that the biblical command to not gossip and criticize only applies to grownups? Don't gossip about grownups. This applies to your kids. Why are we telling Jane and Joe at church all about the trials that your child is having? It's none of their business. Why are we saying demeaning things like, oh, it's just a teenage driver? That boggles me. Don't we want our teenage driver who's driving the weapon of a car to be confident in their ability? And here they hear us talking about them undermining their ability. I I know that a lot of people are gonna not agree with me on this point. I, I know they are. I'm telling you my opinion, right? It's an opinion, I believe that we don't need to be tearing down our children. And I didn't write down this verse. And I think it's in Timothy where it talks about how the, the children are supposed to have a positive testimony and that they have the power to do that. So why are we tearing them down and making that? Why are we becoming their adversary as they're trying to be upstanding citizens and testimonies for the Lord? Let's be careful what we say, but let's go back to that privacy. Do we want our children to do what we're doing to them? Do we want them going to their friends or going to their friends' houses and to the parents of those friends, spilling the beans on what really goes on in our home? The dysfunction, the temper that we lost, the wall that we hit. Yes, I've done that. Lost my temper and hit the wall. You know, I don't want my kids, you know, what comes around goes around whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If we go around gossiping about our children and telling people things that are not their business, why? what's going to keep them from doing that about us? But also, we talk about how the children must earn our trust. And of course, yes, that's true. They do have to earn our trust. But you know what? Why are we making that a one-sided coin? We're hypocrites when we believe that way. Our children are trying to trust us. They need to be able to trust us. They need to know that we have their back. But when they know that you've told Jane and Johnny at church all about your child's struggles, about their struggles, how humiliating, how demeaning, how, what a breaking of your trust. We need to respect their privacy. They need to feel safe knowing that they can trust that their reputation is safe with us. Are we building their reputation or tearing it down? Do we speak of them in a derogatory way? And again, that kind of goes back to that teenage driver thing. Don't they need the confidence and support from us rather than our mocking comments? What kind of relationship are we trying to build? And then lastly on this point, and again, I know this is my opinion, but let me just bring to your attention... Posting on social media. I am aware that many people are posting things that their children don't know that they're posting. And they would be humiliated and horrified to know that you're posting pictures of them in their pajamas or doing things that they didn't even know you were taking a picture of. And you're showing all of your friend list on your Facebook page or whatever you're on. I have decided not to be that way. And I don't post things about my family without their permission. And that builds trust. If you're trying to build trust with your child, you must... Now, I know I was about to say you must treat them as you would treat an adult. And you can blow that sentence out of proportion. I mean, we are their authority figure, obviously. What I'm saying is the biblical principles of not gossiping and protecting people's privacy and treating people with dignity... Why do we separate those principles and put them into two categories? We will apply those to our relationships with adults, but when it comes to young people, we're going to just throw them under the bus? Okay, I would encourage you to just go to the Holy Spirit and ask him to point out areas where you're tearing down the trust that you're trying to build with your family. So, Again, I'm sorry my flesh gotten away a little bit there. I'm passionate about that because I've seen it be so hurtful. But it's really between you and the Holy Spirit. So go to him and have an open heart and let him tell you, right? Because who cares about Jennifer's opinion? But we should care about the Holy Spirit's opinion and biblical principles and making sure that we're not being a hypocrite. So there's that tip. Okay, moving on. (laughs) As your children leave the home... Choose your battles wisely. It is their life for God God to direct and lead. They may go astray. They may go a direction that you don't agree with, but your goal should be to assure them that they know how much you love them unconditionally. You don't wanna openly, constantly show your disapproval and nagging them and tearing them down about the choices they make. You are burning a bridge when you do that. When they're in your home, we have a different role as parents. And again, I know this is another topic where there's going to be a wide range of perspectives and opinions. So I'm just sharing mine. When our children leave the home, our role changes. They get to make the decisions that God leads them to make. And if they go astray, those are their decisions. We had to learn things the hard way, didn't we? And we grew by learning things the hard way. And we need to let them grow. Try not to give them advice all the time if they're not asking for it. Try not to... Does do, do your children say, oh, I can't talk to my parents about this. They'll just tear me apart. What a shame. Aren't we the source of guidance and biblical knowledge? Haven't we gained wisdom over our lifetime of being at least 20 years older than our children? And we've put up a roadblock where they can't come and talk to us about everything? Oh, we're missing an opportunity here to minister to them. Put it in this perspective Would you do that to a lost person? If a lost person was um, having an alternative lifestyle, or a lost person was drinking, or a lost person, well, just fill in the blank. Aren't we going to be asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom in how to communicate with them so that we keep the door open to? being a light for them. I know that there has to be boundaries, of course there does. This isn't an all or nothing type thing. Yes, there has to be boundaries. If the young person, your child, is always swearing in front of you, or, you know, of course there has to be boundaries, but there doesn't have to be boundaries with your unconditional love. They need to know that you that you love them, that when they turn around, when they come back to the Lord, they know that you have their back. You know, I think of a lot of gay people and how how horribly Christians treat some of them. It's appalling. When that gay person has questions about the Bible, they can't go to the people who know the Bible because the bridge has been burned. It's the same way with your children. And again, this is another area where everybody is going to handle this differently. There's no cookie cutter blueprint that says, this is how you interact with your children once they've left the home. There's just not. But that's what the Holy Spirit is for. Go to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit which battles you need to push with and which battles you need to just surrender to the Lord and you just love your child. And ask the Holy Spirit, how do I love my child through this? How do I maintain being a light for Christ because Christ definitely has boundaries of course but but you've got to you should be wanting to know God's voice in this matter okay i'll move on this is for when your children are in the home for sure or when you have grandchildren don't force them to have physical contact with anyone forcing your child to kiss hug or sit on someone's lap is not wise What magical age is it that we suddenly don't want her girls and boys to be hugging the adults or sitting on their laps, but until that magical age, we force them to have physical contact with others to be polite? From an early age, children need to understand that their body is theirs and can only be touched or shared with their permission. Forcing them to have physical contact when they are not comfortable is not wise. I don't have this statistic at hand, but it's something like one in four girls have been sexually abused, and the majority of abusers are not strangers, my friend. They are people that they know. Don't be more concerned about offending the person that's not getting the hug or the kiss than you are having concern about your child feeling safe, knowing that they get to choose who they touch and who touches them. Now, I will put in the show notes my link to my blog post that I wrote called, um, I believe it's called Abuse in the Church, but I, I really lay out how we can protect our children from being sexually abused. We can, we can help. We, we can't prevent it 100%, sadly, but we need to open our eyes that sexual abuse is happening everywhere, and it's happening from people that we trust and know. Putting blinders on does not keep this from happening. It just keeps you blind. I will move on because that's that's a sad subject. And if you want to read more, then go read the blog post. Now, this is already long, this podcast episode. So I'm actually going to have a part two of parenting tips. I'm going to stop right there. We've talked about, number one, your children's potential. Number two, we've talked respecting their privacy And applying biblical principles to your children, just like you do for adults. We talked about number three, choosing your battles wisely once they are adults. Don't burn bridges. And then number four, I talked about don't force them to have physical contact with people. Let them know that their body is, is theirs and that they get to choose who touches it. And I put a link in the show notes about a blog post that goes into more detail about that. So next week, I'll finish with the rest of my parenting tips. So until then, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if you need to make some adjustments in these areas. And again, remember, I'm acknowledging that these are opinions. These are my opinions and that every family, God is going to speak to you differently. So my set of principles, my set of how I carry out God's principles, those are mine. Those are how God spoke to me. And so don't feel like you're wrong or anything at all negative if you don't follow my principles. But you should be going to God to learn how He wants you to handle your family and these situations. I will see you next week. Take care. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you. But more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow, And until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer.
1: understand your plan it's taken roads unexpected it's hard not to doubt if I've stayed in your way sometimes I feel so just can't see what your plan is for me then your Have I try to overcome them How can I be used With these weaknesses in the way I don't always know what I need This heart Searched me